0: Listener production. Hi, it's me, Ishla Carlson. Welcome back to another Ripper episode of That's Enough Already. This week's guest is Ryan Shelton. Now, he may run one of the most successful podcasts in Australia right now, The Imperfects, but the irony is, in the name, he's pretty perfect in my eyes. And my producer, let me just tell you, Nat... Well, she drooled through a couple of keyboards and started lactating. She is in a love. Ryan shares a lot in today's episode, like his past addiction to Red Bull, his hateful confrontation, I don't know what that's about, and what his alternative career would be. You want to hear this one? Here's my chat with my brand new best friend, Ryan Shelton. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just, just, just shut it. your mouth.
1: I don't oh, give that a stuff. It shush, please. Uh, yes, uh, I can hear. Down, but I don't care. That's enough already. Stop.
0: Oh shush! Before you came on, we were talking about, you know, what do you drink? Like, you wake up in the morning, what do you mm. drink? What is the first thing that you put, like, other than water? What would you drink to start off your day?
1: <laughs> well, as as for, for the last, like, I reckon about a year, I've been drinking this like green powder juice called Athletic Greens. Yeah. And what does that do for you? Uh, what I I mean, what it's supposed to do for me is make me healthier. Yeah. Um, but that? what it actually does, I couldn't say.
0: Oh, yeah, it makes you shit?
1: Well, I, I shit anyway, so um, so I don't That's know good. if it's the actual grains doing
0: yeah. it. On my 8am <laughs> girl, you know, you have the coffee and then you go, uh 2002, bingo, bingo, we're going. Uh, and then also before some big gigs, do you get a PGD, pre-gig dump?
1: I... No, because I'd be too worried that I'd get the timing wrong.
0: Ah, uh, that is some concept. I'd be too worried
1: that, that I'd miss the, 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 de- the getting out there in time and so I'd, I'd be worried that it would take too long. This reminds me, and I could be breaking a confidence here, but I don't think he would care that much. Yeah. But I remember like years ago I used to work at Nova and I remember and it was the same time that Husey was doing his radio show yeah. at Nova with Kate Langbrook. And I remember someone telling me, and I think this is true, is that, like, because I guess when you're doing breakfast radio, you're on such a, like, routine. And, like, after the show, he would go into, like, the bathrooms and do his, like... I guess it would be a post-gig dump. Yeah. But it was like straight after the show and you knew that after every show at like 9.05 or whatever, yeah. he would be in, and the public toilets, like in one of the cubicles yeah. of the public wow. toilet. So if you knew, you knew and you'd be there. If you're a Husey fan, yeah. <laughs> you'd be there.
0: When I just toured the UK, I'd wake up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning so I could go have my 8am. Oh, see. <laughs>
1: So you retain your home time. Yeah, my my,
0: my guts don't know I'm overseas. It's like we got to go shit right now. It's eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, no, guys, we're not in New Zealand. Change. Yeah, it normally takes about a oh. week or so for it to. But yeah, if I'm overseas, then middle of the night, I get up. There's nothing as heartbreaking as having a poo in the middle of the night. Like you don't you don't think it's going to happen to you, and then suddenly you're that that adult who just shits in the middle of the night, and then because you have to turn the light on. Because you got to make sure, you know. Because that's the one thing every single human being has in common, and no one likes to talk about it, but it's true. We all look at the toilet paper when you wipe your ass. You have to. How else would you know if it's clean?
1: Yeah, it's true. It is. I mean, like you got to do it. Other than the fact that we all. Shit. Yeah, we. I mean, that 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 is an equalizer of sorts yeah. as well. But the fact that we all look at the paper as well. Yeah. I mean, is that? Have you spoken to people about that? I've never spoken to anyone about that.
0: Um, I have. I have. Like, you can tell by the confidence that I've tackled this topic. This is not the first time.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> true. This
0: true. is my first rodeo. But because I think I like to just you know the stuff that makes people uncomfortable. I am not uncomfortable discussing anything. In fact, like I've Mm. got a mail to a manager, Tom, and I would say to Tom, I'm going to have to go get me a moon cup, please. Um, I didn't bring mine. And because I'm perimenopausal, Mm. I'm all over the place. And that is such a foreign concept for people, moon cups, number one. And number two, um, to go search for one, I go, don't get me a big one because I've got a petite vagina. And then he has, to, he has to go and tell that to people <laughs> in a pharmacy. <laughs> He's looking for a moon cup for a petite vagina.
1: <laughs> um, where is the petite vagina yeah. section? In the, is is there a it's section? right there by the thimbles
0: yeah. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> One of those tiny rubber thimbles <laughs> that you put on that accountants use. Instead of licking their thumbs, they've just got those rubber oh. things that go over their thumb. I've got one of them.
1: Are there there must be a progressive country somewhere probably in Scandinavia where women don't have to pay, like it's subsidised. Surely yeah. there'd be a country where yeah. that happens.
0: But I have to say, when I just toured the UK, every green room that I went into, every toilet, there was a box of tampons and panty liners and everything. I've never seen that in Australia or New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. that was
1: That's very thoughtful. Yeah.
0: I was like, "Oh, this is great." You know.
1: Do you do you have like a rider when you go to gigs? Or is there yeah. like a list of things that you must have?
0: Yeah, although it's not a must have actually, the rider is my biggest stress point. So when I just started, right. uh the like the theaters like when the theaters started getting bigger and bigger, people are like, "Okay, what's what's on your rider?" And I just used to have a um now this is going to be wild, Ryan. Don't don't flip your chair backwards. I will have one banana <laughs> and a bottle of sparkling water. That's on my rider. And then now on the rider I've got um Havarti cheese, um cold meat, just
1: what's that cheese? Havarti. H- Havarti.
0: Havarti, yeah. H A V A R T I. It's just a a cheese. Oh. It's just delicious. You have to try it. Havarti right. cheese. Yeah. Um and roast beef and two buns so a bun for me and a bun for tom and that's our dinner oh. and then coffee and tea making facilities that's it and and I still like...
1: Coffee-making facilities yeah. is big. Yeah, so that's, now that's, I have that. I've been shocked. Yeah. I've been shocked at the few places that we've done our show at and and I've been like is it half an hour before the show and I'm like, where is the coffee? And then you're having to sort of try and panic to get a coffee somewhere yeah. or like eat or drink some horrific thing that uh, you found in the Oh, no, you've got to
0: follow me, mate. I, I make sure they put... Some of them have had to buy a little pod coffee machine or whatever. I go, there has to be coffee there. Because I am yeah. sick to tears of just trying to rustle up a cup of coffee before I go out because yep. I don't want to drink a V. I get it. Do you drink V? Do you drink energy drinks?
1: Uh, I went through a phase like probably when Red Bull first started yeah. in Australia, when it first launched here – uh, my girlfriend of the time, she was one of the girls who like was driving the oh, cars the minis, around. Yeah. And like, she was, like, oh, she was hot. You know, so they like, they "You've never seen an ugly off.
0: fat chick in one of those minis. You've just never. <laughs> you can't even. You try and knock on that on Red Bull's door, and when you're ugly and fat, it just electrocutes you. You're like, <laughs> they don't, they don't even want to go through the pain of going. You're too ugly to get in a mini Get out. Yeah, if she was hot, well.
1: Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're probably right. But uh, so there was a bunch of our friends, and they were all working in these things. So we, we had like Red Bull, free Red Bull, as wow. much as we wanted. So we were drinking so much Red Bull. Yeah. And I remember when Red Bull first started in Australia on the on the um, on the back of the can, it said, you know, don't drink more than seven in a day. Was the like wow. warning, like no more than seven in a day. Yeah. And then about. I don't know, a year into Red Bull being here, that had dr- drastically dropped to don't have more than two cans a day. I should just
0: share this can with all friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a dropper, yeah. a dropper of Red Bull <laughs> yeah. max yeah. per Under year. Your
0: tongue. I'm going to tell you something, Ryan. Please. There's two things, well, okay, uh, two things that I've, uh, and the one thing I only realised this morning, the other one I've known for a very long time. I've never had an energy drink in my life. Never. I haven't even. Is there a reason? No, I've just not. I think also I I had cancer when I was 20. I had kidney cancer and then you have to be very careful With what you take, like, not too much caffeine, not too much this, you know, because it just puts the other kidney under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but uh, also <laughs> I don't drink shit coffee because if it's going to kill me, I want it to be a good cup of coffee that kills me. Um, of course. It's the same, like, I've never seen any of the Star Wars or any of the Lord of the Rings or any of those things, and it's kind of just one yes. of those things that I go, well, I guess I'm just one of those people that have never done that,
1: so – um, and now you never – like if someone said we're going to watch Star Wars, would you not want to watch it because you don't want to break the Well, if I the, do the watch thing. Star
0: Wars, I'm going to have to have like five Red Bulls to get through it, so then I'll just crack, <laughs> crack
1: all of that. Knock them all yeah. off the head. And and then, yeah, knock them all.
0: And then this morning when I was driving to get some groceries, I realised I've never used a dry cleaners in my life. Wow. I know. There was a big dry cleaners and I was the first person, you know, at the traffic lights. I, I was just stopped there and I looked at this dry cleaners and I thought – You know, that's one of those things, I've never used a dry cleaner, never.
1: This is, I bet, I mean, I feel like you'd be able to find at least six things that you've never done before and Mm. that is is a TV show, like you doing something for the first time that everyone has done. Yeah, that's so normal.
0: Like I was like, oh, yeah, I've never done that. I've just, there's heaps of shit that I've that I've never, you know.
1: Do you think about? Have you like? I don't know why I thought I thought about this, but it just jumped to my mind. But I'm, I'm always fascinated to ask people, what have you ever thought about what your last meal would be? Yeah. Is that something that that you've thought about? Yeah. What would it be? What's your spaghetti last spaghetti
0: bolognese? Because it's practically impossible to fuck it up.
1: Oh, it's a great answer.
0: Because the worst thing would be. Because
1: you're not sure who's going to be making yeah, it. Yeah.
0: The worst thing would be. You know, heaps of people go. Oh, I'll have a steak. And how many steaks have you had? Did you go? Mm.
1: Oh, it's such a good point. It's
0: just not great. Yeah. Right. where spaghetti bolognese, you can literally use the sauce, half cooked mince, yep. chuck enough cheese on there, and you're fine. Get it down your neck.
1: It's gonna be great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think because because I've cream. always been chicken schnitzel oh. on ice cream.
0: Mm, chicken schnitzel. I- that can be too dry. You're gonna be disappointed. Now you're gonna. They're gonna be injecting you, and they go. Your last words. You go. The schnitzel
1: was dry. (laughs) Too thin. Yeah,
0: whereas I can go, fuck Gary and his whole family because I assume it'll be be a Gary-related incident that gets me killed.
1: God, yeah, okay. So, And then ice cream, would it be what sort of ice cream?
0: Um, There's this brand in New Zealand because I'll be be dying here. Like they'll reinstate the death penalty just for me. Um, It's a ginger nut biscuit ice cream. Oh. Mate, I tell you, you take the day off. I've never heard of such a thing. You you should fly over and I'll make you a spag bowl, and we'll have some of this ginger nut ice cream and then we'll both just sit on the couch staring out ahead of us and be glad we're not going to the gas chamber it is divine
1: oh that's good I was gonna say that sounds like a pretty macabre day yeah
0: no no we'll be (laughs) happy having
1: your last meal no we'll be happy have you had the connoisseur one
0: no I haven't I'm gonna be honest with you Ryan I have not as soon as I see it it's like it's like you know people dress up anal all different ways but at the end of the day it's still anal (laughs) (laughs) another thing like the dry cleaners I've never tried before (laughs)
1: This is there's, – there's a few things that I could do yeah. professionally uh, in my life. Like what? That my parents would be really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. And this podcast with you is one of them yeah. because they listen and they love you and oh. they saw you at the comedy festival. Oh, so th- the fact that we're talking about all these things <laughs> is so, so exciting sorry. to me. <laughs> <was> <laughs> But luckily, they've seen you, so they they're not, no, they won't they be know. surprised. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But shout yeah. out to your parents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just went to Japan with them on a family holiday. That was really fun.
0: Say it again and make the joy reach your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I simply can't uh, You know, I see I that deadness can't.
0: just like, it's like I can see the credits already rolling in your eyes. We no, had no, no, a great no, there time. There is pure joy.
1: It was no, so we, much. it was, <laughs> your honour, <laughs> I had a great time.
0: <laughs> in the abidavid No, it then. was really lovely. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Sorry, tell me about the imperfect. So you and Josh?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Josh and Hugh, uh, yeah, we talked to... We just talk to well-known people uh, who seem to have it all, yeah. seem to have a perfect life and they come on and explain why their life is imperfect. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, we talk about things that people struggle with um, and then we have experts that come on and talk about anxiety or depression yeah. or whatever, but then the, we generally try and make it as light and as fun and funny and as accessible as yeah. possible, so it's not just a serious fest.
0: Yeah, and you guys, yeah, you you're touring it like it's a live show. So what what do yeah. you do at the live show? Do you have people come up out of the audience
1: or what? No, no, no. We don't do any of the audience participation. I mean, I personally find audience participation uncomfortable Freightly. when I'm in an audience, so we don't we don't do any of that. Um, I, I I respect performers who do it well, but. Uh, if if there's even a possibility of audience participation in a show, I tense up and I can't enjoy the show. Yeah, I don't, I never, fear I never, that I'm gonna be I don't talk up. to
0: my audience. I don't, I don't involve them in my show at all. And I used to say that before every show I go, I I don't interact with you because I feel you came to see the show, not be the show. So I want you to relax. But mm. now I don't say that anymore mm. because I feel like people who, people have come to my show, it's like that 100th monkey you know that thing where they had these monkeys on an island and then they would teach them how to rinse the roots before they eat them and then um, oh. then they would send the monkeys back two at a time to this island and after the 100th monkey, um, all the monkeys as they were born just knew to rinse the roots before they ate them because before oh, they would incredible. just have them with a the mud on it. Um, so it's a study that they did um, years ago that's the 100th monkey and so now I feel like my audiences have been so much that they all now know.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I rinse the roots. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. I mean, I do find it fascinating when I see babies just like doing things intuitively. Yeah. Like they haven't been taught, but they just do it.
0: Even when my kids were little, uh, like little, little, they'd go up to the, you know, when they still had to pull up to stand and they would pull mm. up by the tv and try and swipe the tv to get to a different yes, program i've
1: seen the kids do that yeah and
0: you go oh they want to watch something else but this is how they do it you know like mm. and they don't have the you know like references that we have they don't have that and like we've never had to tell them not to have that reference we still use like the window if I put the window down, I still show, you know, the turning thing on the window, whereas they just point to the window.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they just say,
0: I don't do the turning thing.
1: Down, yeah. down window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> vamos, bitch, vamos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go down 50% now, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Alexa, turn the window down 50%. <laughs> I'm actually checking. I can't remember if I unplugged it or not. So I was like, please don't.
1: Alexa, fulfil my ambitions. Fulfil my career ambitions. Give me meaning in life. Do you know
0: what? When I'm away, I don't know what you have at home, but when I'm away, I miss my Alexa. Sometimes I'm Well,
1: that's the... I'm in a hotel room. That's the future. That's where we're headed. Yeah.
0: No, we're not headed there. We're there. We're in it. We're there. We're in the eye of the storm. We're here. We've arrived. But have
1: you seen... Like
0: sometimes I'll just be in a hotel room and I go, Alexa, put a reminder on. And then there's silence. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, shit.
1: That's the saddest thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah, my longest
0: relationship has been with my Alexa. (laughs)
1: I've unfortunately never seen you live. I've only ever seen you, like, on TV and doing bits and pieces.
0: Oh, and your subscription to OnlyFans. Thanks for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've I've been paying that subscription for years and yeah. I just forgot I was paying it. But um, sure, 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 you sure. I mean, I can see your logins. You're welcome. I
0: can see your logins, so.
1: <laughs> you, you can't see the amount of time I spend on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I've got these uh these two top fans, uh Sue and Alan, who's really
1: <laughs> <laughs> So can I ask you yeah. was there a a period in your when you were doing advertising, were you doing stand-up at the same time as advertising? Yeah. You were doing both at the same time and then there was a point, obviously, where you were like, okay, I'm done with advertising, I'm just going stand-up now.
0: Yeah, so I was doing um, both for uh, about a year and a half,
1: two years. How long would you say, how long did it take doing stand-up? Did it take for you to be like, okay, I'm comfortably now making a good living?
0: Um, two years, I'd say. I was I was happy where, where I was two years. I, I mean, I don't... I don't live a big life. Like I don't, I'm not a big spender. Even now that I could, I don't. Um, so mm-hmm. two years after well, that. Well, the moon
1: cup lasts. You don't have to replace the moon that's cup. That's right.
0: So. I'm already saving that 38 bucks a month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I make tomboy moon cups on the tour budget, you know, so it's not out of my pocket. <laughs> Stock Life Nation has bought me four moon budget. cups. <laughs> <laughs> like, What's this moon cup budget we're talking about? She's psychic or something. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, oh, so, yeah, two years after I got made redundant, we bought a house. So Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big house and I was still not earning a lot of money, but I, I could save enough money for a deposit and we bought a house and...
1: I love hearing stories of successful people who started the successful thing later. I was
0: in the mall, and a woman was doing that, you know, where they raised funds for, you know, like asking you to sign up for Red Cross or whatever. And I walked past mm. her, and she goes, "Oh, you're that comedian." I'm like, "Yeah." And she's about my age, and she goes, "Oh, I've always wanted to do stand up, but you know." And I'm like, "So do it." And she goes,
1: hmm.
0: "Yeah." Uh, I'm, I'm, I go, "She's, she's too old." I said. You're still sucking in air, so as long as you're still sucking in air, you still have the opportunity, so you should do it.
1: Yep.
0: I didn't sign up for the Red Cross, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many good stories like that because people do get, like, they don't pursue things because, they yeah, they think that it's like, oh, well, I had my chance, I missed my chance. Yeah. It's a real shame.
0: Yeah, I, I will never forget. There was this woman on Oprah and she, her husband had retired and I think he died. She was an empty nester, you know, like had raised the kids. She always wanted to be a surgeon. So when she was like 60 or something, she went and back to university, studied to be a surgeon. And then she was like the oldest surgeon in America at the time. Like at 75, she qualified or whatever. Whoa. And I was like, that's the kind of shit that just makes me go, you know, you're never too old. You can always go back to university. Even Tom, my tour manager, he's mum had retired as a teacher and then um she graduated as a lawyer last year
1: that's unreal
0: isn't that amazing she turned she turned 70 this year she graduated as a lawyer last year because his brother studied law and she was helping him and then she thought ah so she went to university too she enrolled uh, and she finished in 5 years he finished in 7 <laughs> so-
1: Oh my Isn't god. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yeah. It is. I mean, I don't I I I don't know if I'd be that comfortable with the 75-year-old surgeon who's just entered the industry Come on. if I was getting operated Mate, on. That's
0: the thing. Like if I had to do my life over and they go, okay, you have to pick a different, I'd go for being a surgeon because there's no like there's no slapback on on surgeons. Like if a surgeon says to you, okay, there's some something wrong with you medically and they go, okay, we have to operate. Um, your survival rate is 20%. You're like, I'll take the odds. You know, what What are you going to do? you got to take the yeah. odds, right? Whereas if a plumber comes to your house and go, chances of me fixing that pipe is 20%, you go, get the fuck out. <laughs> I need it to be 100%. Every other job in the world has to be 100%. Whereas with surgery yeah. or anything medical, if they fuck it up, it's your fault. Well, his body didn't respond the way we thought it would. He just couldn't cope. His body couldn't yeah. cope. Never like, I'm a shit surgeon. Like, you know, if yeah, fucking slip through the, the cracks, accidentally fault. cut the colon in half. Nah. It's like, well, his colon wasn't strong enough. Yeah, because it's not made of steel. You know, um, so it's never there. It's never on them. It's always like, well, you didn't survive. That's why when people go, they beat cancer. So they, were, they fought so hard. Was, so, so people who die from it are losers? What are, we, what are we talking about here? You know, like.
1: Yeah, it's completely out of your control. It's always yeah. your fault. Yeah. What do you think the acceptable hit rate for a comedian is?
0: Um, actually, I've had this discussion with Scott Blanks, who owns the comedy club in, in Auckland, and he used to say in the mm. beginning, he goes, if you get 50-50, that's a successful comedian. Huh. He goes, then you get your exceptional comics that's like, 70, 30, you know. He goes, no one's got 100 because mm-hmm. no one can just laugh 100% of the time. You'll exhaust your audience. I'm like, speak for yourself. Bitch. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like even now when I do an hour and a half show, like people, I can see them rub their jaw like that. They're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. my, my face hurt after the, my stomach was sore. If half of the audience is laughing at some point, um, you know, if they leave and at least half of them go, I really enjoyed that, you're going to be a successful comic.
1: It's like more encouragement to like truly just like don't go for everyone, go for one. Yeah, go you know speak to like certain people, don't yeah. speak to everyone. Yeah, and also
0: try not to focus on people's faces. I've I've seen people in the audience and they look pissed off as a hell. I remember vividly this guy. I was doing this my first gig outside of Auckland, and this guy was just leaning against a pole in this pub. And he's staring at me and I honestly thought he was going to fucking stab me at the end of it. Yeah. And I went up to the bar and I was so scared afterwards, you know, like uh, nervous and and everyone's like, oh, th- that was really funny. Like people were laughing. It was a good gig. And then uh, he comes up and he stands right next to me and a bit of me just fucking died. And I just kind of looked at him and he goes, that was really funny. Can I buy you a beer? And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I said to yeah. him, I said, I honestly thought you were going to stab me to death. He goes, why? Why? I go, because you were just standing there staring at me. He goes, yeah, I was listening. He goes, I was listening. And now I'm like, I'm not focused on that. I've had that so many times where you will, because you can see the audience. And then sometimes I look at the audience and I'm like, why is this couple so angry? And then they're the couple that go, can we have a photo afterwards? We love the show. And I'm like, you need to tell your face (laughs) because your face did not know you were having a great time. (laughs)
1: I yeah, I often think that about myself when I'm watching things. I'm like, I don't look like I'm having a good time. I can, yeah. I can feel that, Yeah. but I'm loving it. But yeah, yeah. it's the concentration phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, what is the thing yeah. about other people that shit you to death?
1: I mean, actually, based on what we were talking about before, I think it's when they deny themselves of the thing that will make them truly happy. Yes. And I guess, it, and they're probably, it's scary for them to do the thing that would make them truly happy, but it shits me because I know how happy they could be if they did the thing, that if they just like got over that little bit of fear. Mm. It sort of shits me. But not that it's their fault, but it, it pains me.
0: So you hate cowards, is what you're saying? <laughs> I hear what you're
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, get a T-shirt made.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, cowards. It's not like they're going to come up and confront you. Hi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um,
0: and what's the one thing about you that shoots t- 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 you
1: to tears? Avoiding confrontation. they are probably deeper answers than you are <laughs> <laughs> deeper than you're expecting. Probably. Oh, when the toilet paper runs out.
0: No, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you you can avoid confrontation on that too. We're like, who then fucking yeah. replace the toilet paper? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I I get that. Um. You know. I mean, I've never never held myself back from confrontation. But, yeah, I can can tell you how frustrating it is to be with someone who avoids confrontation. You go, just say something. You can change everything. Like you would be happier if you actually confront people about some stuff, you know, so in a way you are what Mm. shits you about other people. You are the coward. (sighs)
1: Shit, truth bomb. You oh, got me, bro, and you are gonna hurt? leave me, yeah. to think about that you gonna day. sit with
0: that, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, I am the coward, come at me, coward, you should yeah. just wear that,
1: yeah, shit, it's true. I am the that, coward
0: yeah, I'm the coward that can't confront myself, that's long for at-shirt, but get it made, mate,
1: thanks, Ash okay. a really real pleasure to talk
0: to, you. <laughs> <laughs> your therapist sent me. <laughs> The Imperfects Tour 2023 is on sale now with a bunch of additional dates added in Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. For the complete tour and ticket info, head to livenation.com.au. If you like this episode, well, why not listen to another one? In fact, I interviewed Ryan's mate and other half of their resilience project, Yuvan Kylenberg. Just search That's Enough Already with Yuvan Kylenberg wherever you get your podcasts or download it for free on the Listener app. Catch you next week.